Welcome back to another episode of the Beauty in the Network podcast. And today we have a guest, Miss Megan Lorson. You can follow her on Instagram through the details in the show notes. So you can follow her and look at all of her amazing tutorials that she has online. So Megan is what I would call a hybrid artist, right? So she has, of course, in-person bridal hair and makeup services, as well as online education. She is very very talented when it comes to um, her styling capabilities and now she is venturing out to help other hair or makeup artists really streamline their business really get a little bit organized and in today's conversation we were talking a little bit about how she has been like transitioning from the salon world she said that her and her mom had a salon together and when she become uh, she became pregnant she knew that she really wanted to switch up how she was operating in her day-to-day life, which made her want to transition into bridal for a little bit more freedom, flexibility in her schedule. And we talk a little bit about finding a balance between being a mama and just having time for family, having time for business, and what that reality actually looks like. So please grab a pen, grab some paper, um, write down some notes if you're not driving, and make sure that you follow both Megan and I through the details in in the show notes and let's go ahead and tune on into today's episode all right hello everyone and welcome back to the beauty in the network podcast and if you are looking at our podcast over on youtube then you see that i have a guest here we have megan and megan is someone that i have followed on instagram for a while i don't really know how long but i know what attracted me to her was her tutorials if you are someone who who is looking to perfect your craft, you're probably following some amazing educators. And that is how I found Megan's account. And I just recently slid into her DMs. And I basically asked her if she would be interested in sharing some of the knowledge, not just about tutorials, but how to really help grow your bride to be business. She has some amazing digital products that we'll talk a little bit about. And she has a hybrid business model. This is my own definition, but she sells in-person hair and makeup services as well as digital products and we will get all into the fun. So Megan, I'm going to stop rambling and I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself. Let everyone know all about you and where they can find you online. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for having me. I'm so excited about our session today. Um, My name is Megan Lorson and I am a full-time bridal hairstylist and makeup artist. I just went full-time about a year and a half ago. I've done it, been in the industry for 10 years doing wedding hair, wedding makeup, uh, but went full-time about a year and a half ago. Um, I'm on Instagram at Megan.Lorson. I post tons and tons of educational content showing lots of bridal hair and makeup tips and tricks, updo tutorials. Um, I also have a YouTube channel. Um, it's just Megan Lorson and I post lots of bridal business education over there as well, Um, full tutorials, you name it, it's all on there. Um, Two things I love most is the bridal business, but also social media and education. And um, I feel like I found an an industry and an avenue that I love that makes me good money. And so I wanna share all the knowledge I can with other people to help them be successful and grow their income and their skill set as well. 
Absolutely. I love that so much. So you mentioned that you just went full time, you said a year ago, a year and a half ago? A year and a half ago, yeah. Okay, I would love to just kind of hang out there. So for you, did you know prior to going full time in your business that that was the direction or did it just kind of pop up? And if it did, how did you actually plan towards that goal? Because I know that that is a huge goal for a lot of people. And I know that my audience loves when they get to hear other people's stories and how they went through it. So I would love if you can share any insight on that. Yeah, so um, I didn't really know that I was ever going to be full-time bridal. Um, It's how I got my start in the industry. I always loved styling my hair, doing updos. I always loved doing updos in my friend's hair, my family's hair, before I even went to cosmetology school. So it's kind of how I got my start. I just love styling hair. Um, But then I graduated cosmetology school and I fell in love with doing color. And so I later on specialized in doing Um, mostly like balayage and blonding, as well as hand-tied extensions. Um, And I actually owned a salon. My mom and I opened a salon together um, like six, seven years ago, seven years ago now, um, and did that. And so I, about a year and a half ago, I had a little girl and that changes everything. (laughs) Um, So my original plan was to take two months off and go right back to the salon and keep doing what I was doing at the time I was educating for Paul Mitchell and I was teaching classes on coloring hair. So like my whole entire career was based on salon and color. And I was really becoming known for that. And I just really felt like three months before I had my little girl, that's literally when I decided I was like, I really, reality was really setting in and it was starting to feel more real. And I was like, I really want to be with her. I want to raise her and be with her as much as I can, at least the first couple of years, if I can make that happen. So about three months before having her, I hit it hard and started marketing hardcore bridal hair and makeup. And um, I'm like, if that's what I'm going to do, then I'm going to market, market, market to make it work. Um, And so that's what I did. And I took about three months off and then just slowly started getting back into weddings. And I absolutely love it. I work on my business during the week. Um, Here and there, I have my days scheduled out. And then I get to spend a lot of time with my little girl. So I think that's the thing I love the most about the bridal industry Mm -hmm. is how much time freedom I have. So that's a little bit about my story. It was not planned, but I love that. I'm obsessed with (laughs) the whole bridal industry. Yes, yes, I love that. And one thing that I did not know, um, so I went to a commercial school, um, like back in 2012. But I love how you said you were mostly focusing on like salon life at that time, like cuts, colors, balayage. And it's so funny, because when I was in cosmetology school, I had a full clientele of like, all over foils, cuts, colors, highlights, and I wanted nothing to do with bridal. And like the bridal world just kind of found me when I did a fashion week uh, one time as an assistant. And I was like, this is kind of crazy, but I love it. And you mentioned, you know, three months before you had your little girl, um, how, you know, probably just thinking about like, what is life going to look like for me? You know, if I keep on this path, like, Am I going to be able to do the things that, you know, you want to do, especially when you're starting a family? And 
I really want to ask you, did you have a challenging time trying to find the balance between showing up in home, being a mom, and growing a new business that you were now going to pursue? Um, I love to nerd out about time management and organization and creating a calendar that really allows you to have the lifestyle that you want and not necessarily let your bridal beauty business take over all of your Fridays or all of your Saturdays and then your family kind of gets the back burner. Do you have any tips for how you transition? If the transition was easy for you when it came to finding the balance, I would love to know all of the details. Um, so first of all, I just want to say it was super scary transitioning from being in a salon and my mom completely took over the salon after I had my little girl. So that was scary to let go control and let go of that and let go of who I was or who, you know, I was kind of known for before that. Um, but when you're so scared of something and you know, you want to make the switch, you just make it happen. You just do all the things to make it happen. So, um, I just started marketing hardcore before I even had my little girl to start getting things going so that when I had her, I could spend that those first few months kind of more in, in with her. But at the same time, they sleep so much when they're so little. So while she was sleeping, I was working on my business, growing my business and marketing. And um, I was just pulling out all of the weddings that I had done from the past years, because, you know, for two years also, right before having my daughter, there was no wedding. So I didn't have any really current weddings because there wasn't any happening. So I was pulling all the tricks out of my, <laughs> my hat from like weddings I had done years and years ago. And I was just mm -hmm. recirculating them and posting them out to get uh, the business. Um, now though, back to like managing my time, um, it's been so I'm going to be honest, it's been so hard. It's been so hard because you're adjusting to be being and becoming a first time mom. And also you're in the start of growing a brand new business, so to speak. You know, I've been in the hair industry, but you know, your, your focus is shifting. Mm -hmm. So it's honestly taking me like a whole year and I don't, still don't feel like I have the time management down. Perfect. Um, but I do have a better system now. I try to dedicate at least like three days a week to business admin, social media work. Um, and then I have a nanny that helps watch my little girl during that time. And then the other two or so days I try to spend with her and we do some fun things together. Um, and then of course, weekends right now are pretty busy with um, weddings. So usually Friday, Saturday, Sundays are for weddings. I try not to do any weddings on Sunday at all. I do mm -hmm. have a handful of them. I'll take them every now and then. Um, but I do try to keep Sundays for family. Um, so that's kind of how I do it right now. And eventually I I'm getting more and more into education. So eventually I will step back a little bit more from the weekends and have that. But, um, I do have a, a good handful of weekends off. Mm -hmm. I try to plan that out at the beginning of the year. That way I have some weekends off. Yes. So yes. that is how yeah. I do all of that right now. That that's awesome. And I, and I love to just ask people like, how does that look for you? Like, how does that transition feel? How does that look? 
because I feel like sometimes I'm not a mama yet, but I'm getting married uh, next month and uh, starting a family <laughs> is something that we definitely want to do. And I already know how I operate without a child. So yeah. I know whenever I do have a child, like, okay, this is what the expectation, the realistic expectations would look like. This is how that transition would feel. And I love how you said, you know, you dedicate at least like three days a week for, you know, the core tasks of your business, you know, marketing admin um, and, you know, just kind of like any kind of management that requires your business to run successfully and for your clients to feel taken care of. And I feel like sometimes we get so hard on ourselves because we just want things to be perfect the first time. And if it doesn't work out the first time, we're like, well, what's wrong with me? Everybody else on social media is getting it right. And you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. So I love that you shared like the true, honest transition of what that looks like for you. And that kind of goes into my, my next question for you. So you are talking about um, you really want to focus more on the education side of your business. So I like in the beginning, I basically said that you have like a hybrid business model or some people would say like a blended business model. I feel like it is definitely more popular, but it's not new. Other people like Vanessa Myricks, more of like the well-known like Sam Fine, so many people who have basically laid the groundwork for, you know, makeup or hairstyling. Those older celebrity artists, they have a hybrid or a blended business model. They just don't go out and uh, promote their hair and makeup services. They have other avenues. So for you, how did you find like your zone of genius? Like I always see your tutorials. I was in my stories today saying like, I would never give my audience a tutorial because I know that there's somebody who is going to kill it, you know, way more than I could, but I will run my, my mouth on like the business strategy organization because I know that's my lane. So how did you find like your lane and how did you start to venture into the online space with your brand? Um, if I'm being honest, you know, you think about it and you're like, I don't know. It just happens, you know? Mm -hmm. like, um, I love social media. I've been a, such a fan of social media from day one, like way back before we eat, like before we opened our salon, I just was always fascinated by it. And then I think when you see it working for you, you become mm -hmm. more obsessed with it. Absolutely. Um, but I, I just love doing fun tutorials. I love everything, beauty, fashion. I love, but I love educating people. So I'm always thinking of how can I throw a little tip or like a trick and show someone how to do a technique with hair and to do it in a short form video. Um, so yeah, I don't know. As long as I can remember, I've just always loved video and tutorials. And um, I guess like when I was younger, I was always watching other people do it on like YouTube. I've always loved watching YouTube tutorials. I don't know, slowly I just started getting into it myself and just, I love it. So yeah, it's just fun. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And it's like nine times out of 10, if it's something that you truly enjoy, like it finds you. Like for me, I never really sat, 
like sought out and said, I want to be an online educator for bridal hair and makeup artists. It just kind of happened that way. People were just reaching out like, hey, you were talking about, you know, HoneyBook, can you do X, Y, Z? Can you talk a little bit more about that? And when I realized that people were interested in it, like it made me even more excited about it to talk about it and to share about it because I know how much challenges I had when I was growing, going through that learning process. So any way that I can show up and just like you said, give them a tip, give them a different perspective of how they can approach their business, then that's when I, I just get all of the enjoyment out of it. But it's, it's funny because sometimes like it just finds you. <laughs> um, I can say that I guess what keeps me going is just I constantly I'll get questions from people um, about a certain technique or how do you do this? How do you do that? And I just make like a mental note of it. Or like, sometimes I'll have like a ongoing list in my phone of like, okay, do this tutorial next. Because sometimes I get so caught up in the fact of like, oh, everybody knows how to do this or this mm -hmm. is easy for me. So it's easy for everyone else. And I've had to learn like, not everybody knows how to do this just because it comes easy to me in this particular it doesn't mean so I've had to like really get specific and break down things which just gives me more ideas for content but um I definitely would say like other people have like influenced a lot of videos that I put out or just keep me going and keep me excited about it because I'm like oh okay like somebody wants to see this or learn that or like oh I guess everybody doesn't know that so let me mm -hmm. do about that so it just kind of helps feed your inspiration when people are yeah. constantly like, you know, asking questions or you realize that people just don't know, you know, all the things. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, and it's like, you know, what comes like natural to us, just like you said, like, you're like, oh, I thought everybody knew this, right? So the same, like I would see comments or people would send me a message after looking at, you know, an Instagram story, like, oh my gosh, like, what is that? Can you talk a little bit more about that? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I thought, I thought everybody knew this. So that's so funny. And that's a great way to kind of utilize uh, market research as well to really help you figure out as a stylist. Like, hey, what are some things that I can create that my audience would love? What are some things that I can create that they're already interested in? And that kind of goes into my last question. So you were talking a little bit about like your obsession with social media and all of the things. So if you could give maybe like one piece of advice or two pieces of advice for someone who is maybe they are already you know, having steady clients in their business right now, but they really want to step into um, taking their education side a little bit more seriously, maybe showing more tutorials, right? What is a piece of advice that you can give for gaining consistency as well as having people see you in a way that is one authentic to yourself and genuine to who you are but really showcase like your own personal style and your own artistry and things like that what would those two uh pieces of advice be okay um that's a loaded question so oh, let's see okay so the number one thing is just being consistent and i find that the one of the biggest things or the reasons why people don't post at all is because they don't think their work is good enough or they just get like what picture they're scrolling on what picture should i post 
it doesn't matter. Just post. Click. Just if you if you have to close your eyes and scroll and just say whichever one I land on, do it. Like just post. Mm -hmm. That's what I tell people. Just post. And it might not be the most perfect picture, but when you take action, action brings results. And from taking action, you learn so much. And that's how you improve is by taking action. Um, and I think people are so concerned with what other people are going to think of seeing their posts, but who cares? Mm -hmm. Who cares? I think like everyone needs to get over like feeling like, oh my gosh, my work isn't good enough. Or like, what is so-and-so going to, to be honest, nobody is really looking at your particular work saying like, oh, she should, people are so busy with their own things. Like yeah. just, you know, just post. Um, but I always say, be consistent with what's in your background. So like consistent colors, if you like white, stick with white. Um, just be mindful of what's in the background. Um, and as long as it's good lighting, it really doesn't matter where the picture is taken out nowadays um everything is more organic um just good lighting is the biggest thing um but again with developing your brand and your look or your style it really just comes with time and taking mm -hmm. action by posting um you just you just figure it out as you go and the more you do it the quicker you figure figure it out um i was actually listening to a podcast the other day and i forget who said it um but it was something like he said, the more times you fail, the more successful you'll be because mm -hmm. you, there's so many things that don't work and the quicker you can fail at things, the quicker you'll learn and the quicker you'll succeed. So that's kind of how I look at growing your brand, finding your brands. Um, you just, you just have to take action and it'll come. Um, and if, I highly recommend like if you, if social media is your weakness, invest in classes. Um, everything I've learned today with social media, hairstyling, hair color, I've learned it by educating myself. I like highly believe in investing in education because I know personally that it's the quickest, fastest way to get me from here to here. And so for me, I want to do things the quickest and fastest way. Um, so yeah, highly recommend education. <laughs> Absolutely. I love those tips. And like just a few things that you said that I just want to like make sure that you like write this down. If you're taking notes, um, if you're driving, just re-listen to this part. But you were saying the the podcast that you were listening to, like the more times that you fail, the like you will succeed. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I want to put on that is make sure that you are paying attention to the actual actions that you are taking, the types of posts that you're putting out, the types of reels that you're putting out, the backgrounds that Megan was talking about, right? Because if we're just doing a whole bunch of things, we won't even know what was that one thing that actually propelled us, right? So definitely the more that you fail, the quicker that you will get closer to actually succeeding. And then the last part that you were saying is investing in yourself. Investing in yourself and implementation is the key. Don't forget the implementation part. Because even me, I remember like I got such like a buzz off of 
investing in myself because I remember uh, like the first couple of years when I invested in myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is actually working. My business is growing. My income is growing. And I just found myself, oh, that's a class. Okay, I'm going to buy it. But then I wouldn't even like open up the course or read the material. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I should go actually implement what is being taught. And for those of you who feel like you struggle with perfectionism, just like she said, you know, just if you have to close your eyes and pick a photo, that's what you're posting today. We get so in our head of, I have to wait till it's perfect. I have to wait, wait until the moment is right. There will never be a perfect moment. They will never be a perfect time or anything. You have to create it with your own momentum. So verse, uh, like, I would say stop uh, trying to wait to have that moment show up and create that moment yourself. So I, I love all of the tips that you shared. And before you go, of course, we're going to have all of Megan's details in the show notes so that you can connect with her on uh, the social media platforms that she is on. But Megan, I would love for you to just let us know um, if you have anything that you would like to talk about, any of the amazing products that you were mentioning before. How can we find those products? Um, what are they all about? And what can we expect? And of course, where can we find you on social media? Okay, so I have, I do have a couple of digital products that I sell right now for bridal hair and makeup artists. These are all things that I personally use in my business and has helped my bridal business grow and honestly just helped me to save time in my business. Um, so I have a bridal booking guide. That's probably one of my most popular one. And my bridal booking guide is something I designed. It's like a 12 page template I designed on Canva. And so anytime a bride inquires about booking their wedding with me, I send them over my automated message on HoneyBook and it, they get a link to my bridal booking guide. And it basically has a picture of me, what it's like to work with me on the day of the wedding. Um, so they can kind of get a feel of what it's going to be like, who I am, my personality. Um, but it also has all the information that they need to know in this bridal booking guide as far as their trial appointment. It has my pricing in there and then it has all my social media handles and it lets them know how the booking process goes. So instead of me typing out an email every single time on all the information, my pricing, it's just in this beautiful looking bridal booking guide. Um, so I recreated that. So it's hundred percent customizable for whoever purchases it. You add your own pictures, your own wording, your own pricing in there. Um, so I have that. And then I do have like a bridal hair and makeup starter kit guide for anyone who is newer into the industry, wanting to get into the bridal industry. I have full kit recommendations. You can build a whole entire bridal hair kit, whole entire bridal makeup kit. Um, and I do have a couple other things and you can find it all on Instagram by clicking the link in my bio. They're all listed right in there. Um, and my Instagram is Megan.Lorson. And again, I am on YouTube at Megan Morrison. You can find me there. The link is also in my Instagram. Everything is just linked in my Instagram bio. So you can find all the things there. Okay, perfect, perfect. And guys, I will have all of her details in the show notes. And if you're over here looking at us on YouTube, of course, you can go ahead and click the description so that you can follow Megan over on social media. But other than that, guys, that is a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And don't forget, if you enjoyed any of the tips that I gave or that Megan gave today, 
make sure that you screenshot the episode and tag us over on social media so that we can shout you out for hanging out with us. So I will let you go ahead and enjoy the rest of your day, friends. And thank you for tuning into today's episode. Bye. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, definitely make sure that you go over to the show notes so you can follow our guests and make sure that you tag us over on social media so that we can shout you out and show you some love for tuning in to today's episode. And if you really enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you leave a review and tell us what is one thing that you truly truly took away from today's episode and make sure that you follow us over on social. Thank you again for tuning in today's episode. I can't wait for you to hang out with us again. Bye friends.